welcome, welcome, welcome to the What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. What up? Back out in the car bar, tall Miller Lite, tall Urban Underdog. Oh, St. Louis, baby. Uh, I don't know if Paul's officially here, but it feels pretty good, the car bar. I was just about to say, when I went to go walk the dogs yesterday morning, I didn't require a dry fit shirt. <laughs> I could actually wear a cotton t-shirt. Just a cotton not, shirt. Not long sleeve. Let's, no. let's don't start kissing each other's ass quite yet. And, and hey, we're not in Florida. Yes, so we're not in Florida. That's a good thing. Hope some prayers for those cats out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a search, Dave, in uh, Tampa. So I'm in contact. And so I was texting all my candidates today just saying, hey, are you okay, blah, blah, blah. And they sent some interesting pictures, just like palm trees, you know, sideways. Uh, and then one person said, have you Googled the shark going down the street in Fort Myers? I said, I had not. They said, get on it. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, yeah, just shark chilling going up the street. Yeah, that's fake. It's from Sharknado. <laughs> oh, that's from Sharknado. Yeah. Twitter has already debunked that. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I enjoyed the shark on, in Fort Myers. Well, I rolled back in town at lunch today. I left. Oh, 1.30 yesterday. Ran down, picked up Taylor, because I'm not going to see her for a couple of weeks. Because she's coming home uh, from that god-awful Austin and uh, <laughs> next weekend to go to Texas OU. And I'm going to be up duck hunting, which we'll have a couple of special episodes, I understand. We're going to have the On the Road show again. That's right. We've done it in Montana and <laughs> St. Louis and now all in the, in the car. Oh. Very safe. I will be in the passenger seat because I have a driver now. Oh, who's your driver? Well, Mike Johnson's riding up there. Oh, MJ. All so, right. So, for instance, the fourth grade. Well, maybe we uh, should conference call him we'll, in we'll where he can throw in his there. in. Oh, yeah. yeah. We we'll got have, a guest coming we'll up. We'll folks. have it on the. We'll have it on the OnStar. It's my OnStar. He was your, definitely your first black friend. No doubt. Fourth grade. Oh, you you had a different one. No, no, oh, no. Oh, you no. said no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, his par his dad worked with my grandmother at the Christian Service Center. Very extremely white people. His uh, parents were pretty religious. I didn't know his parents oh, yeah. at all. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they know. lived over there, um, right behind Brian McCaleb. Next block over. Uh -huh. This everybody listening to this podcast could give a <laughs> shit less about this. Well, and let, anyway, let me introduce Mike Johnson <laughs> to them the way I was introduced. Okay. So I first moved to Abilene. Yep. And Paul Watts invited me to come spend the night. All right. I had been in Abilene a week. Yeah. And he had all his buddies, Roland and MJ and all, all these right. guys. And Mike Johnson sat on the wall out in front of Paul Watts' okay. house. Yeah. And he spit. And he could make his spit go all the way down to the ground. Yes. Touch the ground. Yes. And then he could suck it back up in his mouth. This was seventh grade. <laughs> well, yeah. it was f fifth grade for me. Oh, so sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. I moved to fifth. Okay. He was sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yes. disgusted by my if, if Michael I had, Johnson. If I had a nickel for every time we were out in front of school before school started and he was doing saliva tricks, <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. He, he, could, he had the stickiest saliva. He could launch... A lug straight up, catch it in his mouth. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> but, yeah, we sat next to each other in the fourth grade and been friends ever since. Well, now that we've grossed everyone out, we're going to yeah. talk about food. Yes, so <laughs> why not? So, today's episode, I'd like to announce officially that last Friday night, we are back-to-back second-place steak champions. <laughs> 
Second place. Somehow we get second place. And I donated rodeo tickets for the second place winner, and now you own them. I, Congratulations. I noticed it did not say Fort Worth uh, stock, stock show. show. No. It said a rodeo near Fort Worth. No, no, no. Fort Worth stock yards. Oh, stock yards. That one tricked me up at the old... <laughs> Uh, benefit dinner as well. By the way, I was bidding on stock <laughs> show tickets. In the I year, got stock yards. In the year of our Lord, 2022. Yes. I did not expect the tickets to come in a certificate form. Yeah, it, where you it you looks, take it to the the box office. <laughs> yeah. Here's my certificate. It has a gold seal on everything. it and everything. It's like VBS. They're like, it's, oh, you got second place, you'll be at the top. It, you basically went all five days to vacation Bible school, <laughs> got your gold It seal, does. It looks exactly right. And now right. you get to go to the rodeo, <laughs> which there will not be one human on an animal that you know. I, um, I'm not going to that rodeo. Here's <laughs> the, <laughs> news is breaking, or Dave. Or <laughs> we could do blind bourbon test, then go to the well, rodeo. Well, that might be fun. No, tonight, I thought we'd discuss our, I mean, second place is good. Yeah, out of seventeen teams, but second place back to back—that is stellar. Well, it proves that I'm good enough to get in the ring, <laughs> not good enough to win. And by God, I think it was—I don't know. Now There's I, no way we got second. I do want to give a shout out to Angel uh, from Prolific, yep. who's a former guest. Uh, I did use his stakes. We actually got second and third. They only placed second. Yeah, we got second and third. But uh, and they I, were delicious. I f- messed up, and we were supposed to put different seasoning on yours. Yes. And then I said, oh, Dave, I just put seasoning the same. So we just put a little I, extra I pepper said, on I yours. I said, hey, here's the uh, Killian salt and pepper to put on that one steak. <laughs> yeah, they're already on the grill. <laughs> All right. Well, we put some Looks more pepper on there. So that means we really didn't win first place because we got second and third. Yeah. Um, the, oh, what uh, the hell? But the only thing I heard is that the other guy had a thicker steak. So I think I'll take that mental note. Okay. I'll have Angel cut him a little thicker next time, and maybe we get over that hump. We yeah. get first place. It is a, it's a tall hump. And, of course, Doc immediately wanted to know, is there only two teams? Uh-huh, yeah, he thinks he's funny. Friggin' Doc. Yeah. You can't can't take him anywhere. <laughs> well, y- you can, uh, and you'll have a good time. He doesn't even live here, <laughs> and he was the first person to make fun of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's dialed in. He is dialed in. So for those of you who have listened to past episodes, and there's not many of you, but the <laughs> ones that have, right. we had an entire episode about one town crier steakhouse. Yeah, it's a fan favorite. It is, was, <laughs> it was definitely was a fan favorite, which when I went through there for no apparent reason, I can't even remember why the last time, I think I went dove hunting. I went by town crier. It was a closed Vietnamese restaurant. So <laughs> Dwight asked and sold it to somebody. Yeah. It, they had tried the Vietnamese route, which in West Texas is not a good idea. <laughs> That's like... Mm. You never want to be the man after the man. No. He, no. But my brother went through there last weekend, and he reported yesterday that is now called Galveston Fish, and it is alive and well. Oh, and it still looks the same. 
I'm assuming it's Galveston fried fish. Yeah. Because it's Avalie. Well, they do have six fryers in there. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want to waste those. But they could grill it, I guess. They have the grill. But anyway, Town Crier Steakhouse is where both of us learned how to cook a steak without standing on top of the spatula to get all of the flavor out. Yeah. Uh, our introduction to steak was medium well to well done. And when we went to Town Crier, they opened our eyes, Dave, yep, to yep. a whole brave new world. Yep. Our dads thought high on the gas grill <laughs> yeah. was not to sear. It was to cook for 20 minutes. No, they never relinquished the high. No, <laughs> they just left it all the way. And salt was scarce in my dad's flavoring. I don't remember. He thought the meat spoke for itself. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe a... I just remember he put Lowry. I mean, all Town Crier did was put Lowry season salt on it. Yeah. That was it. And it was as if Saul on the road to Damascus had his eyes revealed. I think you're right. I don't think Big Mitch put it because he put salt and pepper on the hamburgers, but I don't remember it. Maybe a little on the steaks. Now, I know my mom put salt on hers. Yeah. Cause she put After salt it was on, cooked. Yeah, she put salt in a bottle of water. <laughs> But she likes her salt. <laughs> but medium well was about as close to medium as you were going to get. Yeah. Uh, and you're lucky if it had a strip of pink in yeah, there. No. Yeah. Luke Casey would be proud to serve those things because <laughs> it was boot leather. Yeah. My dad, he'd get out there on that back porch, and it was a big thing. It was big family. And I never could understand, like, why do we celebrate with burnt meat? Yeah. I would much rather my dad cook hamburgers because at least a completely squeezed hamburger is covered up with cheese and a bun. Yeah. And the steak was actually the first thing, Dave, that my dad, well, other than mowing the yard, he definitely turned that over to me <laughs> when <you're, laughs> pretty early. When you were nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was pushing the middle bar on the, the, the mower. But the first thing that uh, wasn't torture that yeah. he turned over to me was uh, like, yeah, you do a better job of this. Yeah. yeah. So I became the steak guy. I got that very quickly. And then since I've taken over turkeys, dressing, spaghetti, pretty much all holiday meals. Now so. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you still buy Lowry's season salt? I use Lowry's every single meal. It's <laughs> still good, right? It's it holds great. up, right? It's yeah. Great. So my steak seasoning of choice is I like a little bit of Lowry's, not as much as we used to put on those. We They called it chop steak. Right, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. a hamburger, hamburger. patty. <laughs> so I use a little bit of Lowry's, a little bit of Tony C's, and some lemon pepper. So that's my go-to. Worcestershire, of course. And uh, are you talking about a steak or are you talking about a hamburger? Both. Okay. Yep. So I season them differently. Okay. Um, my steak is one-third coarse black pepper. Yep. One-third um, garlic, the, the minced garlic that you yep. buy in the refrigerated section. Yep. And then one-third kosher salt. Yep. And that's it. So sometimes on the burgers, I'll use the uh, fajita seasoning, which has garlic in it. Yep. And sometimes on a steak, I'll do garlic salt instead of lemon pepper. So an angel sat right there on this podcast. He said, Blair, next time you're at Prolific Butcher, coming by the 1883. And basically, because he heard me say a third, a third, a third. Right. He said, yeah, it's garlic, it's pepper, uh, it is uh, salt. Yeah. But then they mix in a little paprika and a little onion. Okay. And so uh, I, I bought it. 
and I have not used yeah. it yet, so I'm going to try that next so time. So the Tony C's brings in the paprika. Yep. And I like it to have a little bit of a kick. I like the lemon pepper instead of just regular pepper because that just gives it a little more, I don't know, it makes it taste I better. Hey, man, you don't have to sell me on lemon pepper. Yeah. I like lemon pepper. Um, But just a plain steak, not my favorite. Not my – I got to have some seasoning on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have some salmon. And if I'm just having something plain, give me some salmon. Unlike my dad in the year of our Lord, 1987, yeah. I, did not, I do not think meat speaks for itself. <laughs> I think it needs a little help. And if you're going to throw some compound butter on it when it's done, yeah, we're talking. I will push back and let you go. <laughs> In fact, for the cooking contest, you said, Blair, bring a stick of butter. And I brought a stick of butter. We didn't do anything with it. It just sat in the. No, no, I put it on mine. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> but we did not do it for the competition. No, not for the competition. The, um, the other thing I'm curious about, Dave, is a million different ways have been created to cook the steak. Yes. When we first learned to cook a steak, it was steady temperature the whole way through. Correct. And you just pulled it off when it was at the right temperature. Right. And we cooked over basically a natural gas griddle. Griddle, yeah. Basically is what it was. Yeah, there were no slots. It no. was flat. And it was hotter on the left, less hot on the right, so you could move your steaks around. Um, so that's how we learned. Gas grill was pretty much even at the house. Big green egg has hot spots, hotter in the middle, yeah, cooler on the outside. So we've, you just kind of learn to move that meat as it's getting done. As it's sweating. As it's sweating. Yep. Uh, one thing that we do. The ultimate, by the way, trick yeah. of the hamburger. Okay. You don't have to pay attention to nothing is if you put the cheese in the middle. Oh. Because then when the cheese starts running out, you know it's hot in the middle. Remember, so hamburger done. Remember in Tampa, we did those margarita hamburgers. Oh, yeah. With the oh. fresh herbs and everything and in we there. We stuffed all of it in there and just crap was oh, rolling everywhere. So good. <laughs> it was like running down our forearms. <laughs> yeah. we were in it. That well, was so good. So, Eden, yeah. who we both know, and my mom, who we both know, those are two women who both agree that the way you judge a good burger is how much juice is running down your ah. arm. That's why Whataburger does pretty good for me because it's yeah. always dripping down my oh, arm. Yeah. I did give myself food poisoning by using that technique, but that just <laughs> as the wrong juice. I didn't cook it enough. <laughs> so no, the we like to flip. Yep. Um, and Dwight always taught us: as you see it sweat a little bit, flip it, keep that juice in the middle. A lot of people say, "Don't touch it, let it burn the hell out of it." I don't know what they think. No, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, a lot of. I like flipping slow. I cook it about 300 degrees on the big green egg, and I just continually, basically a rotisserie steak. So it, for me, it depends on how many steaks I'm cooking. Okay. If, like, four or six people are over, right. then I just I just let it go uh, okay. hot and, um, and just, you know, cook it and flip it and then pull it off at okay. the right time. Ta a la Tom Cryer. Okay. Now... If it's four fancy-ass people and I'm trying to impress them and I buy the tenderloin, yeah. then your daddy's going to throw up all the way to 700 degrees on that big green egg. All right. And then I'm going to sear it, and then I'm going to shut off all the oxygen to that big green egg, and I'm just going to let it cool gotcha. as the steak cooks inside. Here's my problem with the tenderloin log. Uh-huh. Thinner at the one end there's not an no there's not enough seasoning on the steak itself 
it only goes on that outside rim. So when you cut it, when you slice it, yeah. you know, I like it on the face, not on the edge. I got you. Yeah, See that makes saying? sense. Yep. That that was my only. So the second time I did, I sliced off the, a big, nice filet for me and then cooked the rest for the family because they liked it the other way. <laughs> right. So Yeah, the other way is definitely more meat forward on yeah. the flavor, no yep. doubt. Yep. Now, I cook on the big green egg exclusively at the house. You use the sous vide. I do use the sous vide. Yes, that is correct, sir. Which cracks me up <laughs> because I don't understand why you would put meat in water. I don't put but meat in water. I put meat in vacuum seal, it, and then the it vacuum just seal. It just the <laughs> shit out of me. I love it. So Tag 21 is a group. It's a men's Bible study that I'm involved with, and I cook for those guys. They smoke the brisket, and then to heat it up, put it in uh, big, big bags and put it in a big-ass pot like you'd do crawfish in. Right. Heat that some bitch up and warm the briskets back up. Perfect. That So when you cook and you go, hey, Blair, I've got leftover brisket or yeah. whatever, and, in fact, if we were to go to that freezer right here to my left. There's leftover brisket. There's leftover brisket. There's three of them uh, from Don's 50th. Yep. And I vacuum seal a a portion that two people could eat. And then I get that sous vide heated up to 200 degrees, and I pop that bad boy in. And, uh, Dave, grab me a beer, too, would you? Uh, and after it stays in that juice for a little while, when that bag starts a sweating, then I know that uh, I'm good to go. And so that's that's the way I reheat uh, your barbecue as well, is the old sous vide. Because, you know, if you try to microwave it, good Lord, you don't know what's going to happen. If you put it in a skillet, and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So the way to kind of just, you know, get it warmed up. It's like foreplay. You know, get, it, get you. it warmed I up. I got you. I put it back out on the, the grill at two and a quarter and let it slowly. Or maybe pop it in the oven at 200. Yeah, that's how I told my dad to do it when I brought uh, yeah. I brought him a little uh, as I got up there the other day. So I said, just put your oven on 200 and yeah, read it. At Thanksgiving when we smoked the turkeys, a lot of people would do it the next day or even the next day after that. I said, no problem. Leave that turkey in the cooler or put it in the fridge. And then 200 degrees and let it slowly come back up. It won't lose any of the juice. Well, and that's why I like the vacuum seal is it yeah. cannot lose any yeah. juice. The genius of that sous vide is you can get it exactly the temperature you want. What I love about sous vide is it pisses people off. And I, you know me, I'm growing my hair just because oh, it yeah. angers people. Oh, yeah. Uh, so with the sous vide, it is exactly, it's a reverse sear. Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And um, the, the trick of the trade, of course, is to take it out of the bag and then have your big green egg roaring and you put a fresh sear on that bad boy. Gotcha. Uh, and then it, there, I don't know. Andrew claims he can tell the difference between my regular steak and my sous vide. He prefers a regular steak okay. that I cook. I don't think I can tell the difference. For me, I, I mean, to me, the sous vide tastes better because it it's perfect all the way through. It's like this, like if I cook a regular medium rare steak, let's say it's an inch and a half thick. The middle three-quarters of an inch is pink. But if I sous vide it, <clears throat> like, everything other than the sear is pink. Like, the whole thing is medium rare right? instead of just the middle of it. I, that's, I, I don't know. I really like it. I think other than the town crier 
deal about flipping it all the time is no one in my family likes it the the bark on the outside they don't like it crusty like i would never char yeah and i would never put it in the uh the cast iron skillet right because they don't like that char that yeah the sous vide they'd love them any they would love the sous vide any line marks on a chicken gets cleverly scraped off (laughs) i'm like it's it's from the grill no i like the char yeah and most people do i enjoy it but it's you know, everybody even, has their thing. Even the boy in your family? Kyle eat anything. Oh, okay. If it's red meat, he'll eat it. Oh, okay. But that's why I've never done – that's why I always just slow cook them so they don't have that char. I still cook them medium rare, but I just continually flip it where it only has a little bit of brown on each side. See, okay, okay so that's where you and I definitely differ. I just flip it once. Like, yeah. I, oh, no. I flip it. It starts sweating. Yep. I flip it over. And then I just press it to see when it's medium or medium rare. Yeah. And then pull it. When when Dwight told us that we could feel when it was medium rare, I was like, "You're out of your mind. What are we?" <laughs> so he taught us to feel with a spatula, yeah. or not a spatula, no, uh, the tongs. tongs. Yeah. Which is how I feel it. And then uh, Steve out at the lake, Fletcher's yeah. dad, he taught me to do it with my finger. I don't like poking the steaks with my finger. See, I can feel the texture of your finger on th- with the spatula. Yeah. And I, I can tell you when a brisket's done without using a thermometer now if I have a spatula. I mean, not a spatula, uh, tongs. Okay. Well, because I know when I went up and cooked, you know, I've, I've seen um, – I haven't seen Braden cook, but I've certainly seen uh, Brett cook. Yeah. I've seen um, – oh, God, why am I going blank on Vaquero's guy? Uh, name I've seen him go, but yeah. they're just poking it. They're kind of yeah. like touching it. Yeah. I've seen on the videos of uh, Tootsie. Yep. She's just feeling it. Yep. Yeah, but they're doing it with their hands. You can do it with tongs. I can do it with my tongs or my hands. Either one. I mean, I can tell you when it's done. I confirm it. It's harder in the paper. If it's in the if right. it's in the if paper, it's harder it. to tell. Yep. So I like to cook a steak slow. Part of that is because I like to drink beer while I'm cooking a steak. <laughs> no. I don't want it to be over in three minutes. What fun is that? <laughs> And I don't want to get my big green egg up to 7,000 degrees and it cools off a week from Thursday either. (laughs) It does burn a lot of charcoal. So my guess is you prefer the ribeye of all the steaks. No question. Absolutely. Now, I don't like a super fatty one. Like when I'm picking them out, I don't want to see those big globs of fat in the middle. Okay. So um, I, I tend to... You know, when, when you go to a nice steak place, right? I just say, give me the least fatty of all your ribeyes. Okay. When I go to a nice steak place, I get the filet, especially if they have a peppercorn or something that's peppery. Yeah. If they don't have a nice filet like that, I'll get a T-bone or a porterhouse. When's the last time you went to a really high-end steak place? Mm, Stephen Mackey, who we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. And I went about pre-COVID, first of August. Oh, this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I went. I went to three in Vegas because different people say, "Hey, let's go to dinner." Right. Like, where are we going? I'm, oh, I made a reservation at Knife. Okay, great. Hey, I made a reservation at Golden Steer. Oh, great. Hey, I made a reservations at Golden Steer. We had the same steakhouse <laughs> two times in three days. Is the Golden Steer it's good? So damn good. Yeah, it's fifty-five years old. It's in a shopping center. Oh, that. So I love it. great. Love it. All the waiters wear tuxedos. Excellent Manhattan. Love it. 
Yeah. I mean, it's been years. It's been pre-COVID since I went to a high-end steakhouse. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I can't think of one. Now, we live down the street from a high-end steakhouse in St. Louis. Yeah. But I get the Italian food because they have Italian food. <laughs> and I'm like, I can cook a good steak, but I can't cook good Italian. And normally, you know me, I don't go to a steakhouse because I'd rather cook it at the house. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, at, when I'm with a certain set of guys... We, you know, we always go because we can have, you know, drinks and then some wine and calamari and do the whole show. Well, when we were in California, we went to a nice meal. Just about every night was like a fancy, but it was all, we were in California, it was like seafood. We were just like, yeah, let's rock out some seafood. Well, and I I like that, but when you're in Vegas. No, Vegas is a steak, steakhouse place. place. Yeah, no place. Uh, Uh, The other place that was a steak place was Chicago. Oh, yeah. So we. What's your favorite place there? Gibson's. Yeah, it's a good one. And then they have that. Uh, you go to the original downtown. Yeah, the one downtown. Yeah. But they opened up a place next door. I think it's called Mariposa, something like that. It has like a Mexican name, but it's a seafood place. They share a kitchen. It was a two-hour wait at Gibson's because we forgot to make a reservation. Right. She goes, uh... You can go to Mariposa's and order a steak. Like, hey, <laughs> Same kitchen. Mariposa's it is. <laughs> so right across the street from that is Giordano's. Yes. And if I haven't had my fix of deep dish pizza, deep dish pizza is going to win over a steak. That is the bomb. I love it. I love Chicago pizza. I like it, Chicago. It's pretty rare that you have one piece of pizza. but. There, you have one piece of pizza. Because it comes with a loaf of bread. To to give you a sense, uh, as the listing public, uh, Rowdy watches over the house while we go go to St. Louis. And one time I ordered What about during the ball games? What do you mean? Well, he's at the Cowboy game. (laughs) Oh, no, not that. Not not the official Rowdy. Rowdy. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that be expensive to have him coming out here with his big foam head? We can... So I sent him two uh, deep dish pizzas from Giordano's, and um, they still have one in the freezer because the first one lasted four meals. (laughs) (laughs) It had eight pieces times two people, four meals. We had a very light breakfast, didn't eat lunch, went messing around all through Chicago, then went there, and I was like, I'm about to tear me up some pizza. (laughs) And I had one piece, and I was so full. And, and sometimes you go and you're so hungry, you're like, oh, let's get the calamari, let's oh, get a salad. And then you're like, I'm already full. And then the pizza comes and it's a lasagna on crust. <laughs> Can I get another fork? Because <laughs> one fork is not enough. And so I got indoctrinated into, somehow we've left steak and now we're on the Chicago pizza. But that's, eh, for those of you that listen to our podcast, you, you realize that we do divert. When you're at Gibson's <laughs> and you look across the street, there's a gigantic pizza. You're going there the next day. Yeah, for sure. So it's related it lures to you in. So we, um, the first couple of Chicagoans that took me there, they said, look, you just got to trust me. You and I aren't going to be able to eat much of this, but you got to get the large because the meat to cheese crust ratio <laughs> is so much better. And I was like, this sounds wasteful, but okay, I'm going to trust you. And damn it, if they're not right, it does taste better. But you waste so much, especially if you're in a hotel. And you if, can't. I'm, if I'm taking you, I'm assuming you're a three-piece guy, at least. Because you eat a lot. Have I been smoking? Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> if but I've been smoking, I might be able to eat three pieces. You're, you're the only person that my grandmother goes, 
I made two to-go plates for Blair. <laughs> I do eat a lot. <laughs> for such a thin guy, you eat a shit ton. That's because when, uh, when you're not around. I just get bored with it. And when you only eat meat, bread, and cheese, it's really not that <laughs> I exciting. Think that's why, <laughs> I think that's why you're bored with it. It doesn't have a lot of uh, differentials. The, um, do you, have you done the reverse sear? I have. I just don't. It's just not my thing. It's I, a pain in the ass. Yeah, I really don't. And I've I've been over to Charles Johnson's, and I mean that's a two cocktail process because you got to get the big green egg way up high. Mm-hmm. So th- that part of it I liked, but nah, I'm yeah. not, I don't see it. The porterhouse is probably the king of all steaks because you get the fillet and the New York strip. Yeah, uh, but it, you cannot have. A Caesar or calamari <laughs> or four cocktails before that bad boy. You, you know, got you got to be prepared just for the porterhouse. I'm so cheap, Dave. I don't like paying for the bone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> I'm not paying per pound. Yeah, but see, three I, of those pounds of that yeah, bone. I don't eat the fat on the ribeye, so I'm getting ripped off there. <laughs> right. so everybody's like, "Oh, I love the fat. Oh, that's so good." I'm like, oh, "It's disgusting." <laughs> Yeah, I know. When you cook a brisket, it is the leanest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but hey, man, you're a master of it. So what we've discovered here in the last 30 minutes <laughs> right. is, A, we love Chicago pizza. We, we like Chicago, on I this, think. On this episode of Steaks <laughs> R Us. <laughs> we've guided you to Chicago pizza. If you don't have a big green egg, get a souvé. You, unfortunately, you can't go back to Town Cryer. No. And you go to Fish R Us or whatever. And the Aggies beat Arkansas. Oh. So brilliant. I, I think that's a successful episode. And UT and, uh, and uh, OU lost. Road trip next week. Good to see you.